It's like backstage, but there's no stage. It's the standby for places green room. Welcome to In the Green Room. Hi, everyone, and welcome to In the Green Room with Standby for Places. Uh, today, uh, I'm Alexandra Kopko. Hi, you may remember me from a couple of other Standby for Places productions. Um, and I'm lucky to be joined today by Patrick Pizzolarusso and Anna Stefanik, who uh, Hi. were, Hi. along with myself and uh, many other talented artists, a part of a selection of sonnets, um, which you can find over at Standby for Places. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's a selection of beautiful sonnets by William Shakespeare, read wonderfully by some extremely talented people, including you two talented people who are with me right now. Hi. We're, uh, we're, we're here today to talk about all things Bard, and by Bard, I don't mean things that are banned from a pub. I mean <laughs> the man himself, William Shakespeare. Um, you two both, Patrick, you were in Twelfth Night for yes. Standby for Places, yes, which is, uh, which, which I directed. It was very nice. Um, a lot of fun. And we had a lot of fun. Anna, what, what is your experience and, and your enjoyment of William Shakespeare? I love Shakespeare. Uh, I feel like I haven't gotten to do that much in recent years, but uh, I did like youth Shakespeare when I was a kid and gotten to do a few different shows as an adult. Twelfth Night's one of my favorites. Nice. Have you done Twelfth Night? I have. I've done it uh, three, to three times. Three? Who did <laughs> you play? Uh, Viola, Olivia, and then Viola again. Oh my God. That's cool. I'd love to play Festy. No. That's always been a bucket this troll you'd be a great festy because you're a musician as well right i am yeah that's the that's the goal eventually we'll see if it if it ever pans out <laughs> well, here's ever... a question when you were doing shakespeare as a child what is the most hilarious casting situation that you had well this company i don't know if i should name it so so maybe i maybe i won't please but... name names yeah, yeah no, i'm all about naming names I think they're fantastic. Um, they're called the Young Shakespeare Players, in uh, based in Madison, Wisconsin, and I think they might have a branch in like Vermont, somewhere on the East Coast now as well. Um, or as of a few years, I looked them up and they did. And um, they do uh, ages like six to eighteen in uncut Shakespeare productions. So uncut, uncut. It's like Whoa. four to five hour <laughs> performances. Whoa. There's Children like a few casts. Yeah. So was the, was there? I'm picturing like a six year old Anna being like tomorrow and tomorrow <laughs> and tomorrow. No, I didn't do it until I was older. But that is like the funniest casting because everyone gets a speaking role, and then there's someone at the back of the house um, to you know be prompt them if they need if they need someone on book. Well, sure. But the funniest thing is always like when there's a six-year-old sort of standing, staring straight out at the audience and reciting their lines that they learned. And you're, you know, the older teens who have been doing this for like 30-something productions and they're well-seasoned are kind of like reacting and acting off of these terrified small children who are adorable. Contemplating mortality. Yeah. <laughs> I've passed my prime. I've peaked. I remember when I was, I was viral with them when I was like 14 and, uh, the the first scene or her first scene with the captain my captain was like a little little tiny little guy and you know she's going through all this shit and then he's sort of just like fear not lady i am here that's so cute <laughs> it's adorable <laughs> oh my god wait patrick did you play the captain i didn't i played antonio oh, greg, greg played the captain that's right oh oh in our version no i was uh sir andrew agucci which is a yes because i never um, pegged myself for that 
Um, Patrick, did I, you do child Shakespeare? I didn't. Uh, I didn't really discover the joys of magic of theater until high school. Um, I, I'm one of those cases of I had a really good English teacher who opened my mm. eyes to Romeo and Juliet. And I went, mm. oh, where has this been? <laughs> um, but uh, And so I didn't do any of those fun youth camps or anything. I wish I had those stories. Um, so no. What was your introduction or what was your first step into performing Shakespeare? Uh, uh, my very first, I mean, I guess it was the Romeo and Juliet in, in ninth grade that we all have to do, but my English teacher made us get up on our feet um, and, and try to act out some of these scenes. And so it's a whole bunch of uh, uh, high school freshmen who are just discovering how awkward everything is and you're also struggling with no I need to look cool and then I'm there going this is awesome so uh I I feel like I I put a target on my back but it wasn't that big of a target I bet you were very cool uh who did you read uh I the friar nice (laughs) oh nice automatically cool uh I love I had no idea what I was saying no idea at all. <laughs> and because we would read it and then go back and go, okay, sit down. Let's, here's <laughs> sure. what you just said. I'm like, oh, and that was this, been helpful before. Was this before the days of No Fear Shakespeare on Spark Notes? Yeah. This was oh my God. Before because the days of internet. So I use No Fear Shakespeare now. <laughs> oh, yeah, me too. I'm 30 and <laughs> I, I have trained extensively in Shakespeare and I still am like, all right, I'm going to, I need to know, I, I need a translation. Anytime I get into a production of Shakespeare, I sit down with the script and I've got multiple versions of <laughs> the complete works. Mm-hmm. So, and they're each annotated in a different way. So I'm constantly going through those, but then I'm always looking up the No Fear Shakespeare because it's it does such a great job of condensing it down to, here's what you're saying. Yes, exactly. <laughs> here's what's going on. Yeah. Uh, but no, this was before all of that because I didn't know what I was doing. Do any of us really know what we're doing? No. Especially in ninth grade. <laughs> or as a six-year-old. Some of it gets, gets like, not even just lost in translation, just lost to time. Like some of the jokes and the references are just not not relevant <laughs> anymore. <laughs> totally. And also, like, some of the jokes are just not appropriate for a classroom. <laughs> no? no. And no. I didn't realize how full of dick jokes most Shakespeare was until I was older and was studying it in a post-collegiate setting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know, that's the thing about, uh, I went back to visit Romeo and Juliet much older and I went, oh, this is a comedy. First oh, of yeah. all, <laughs> this is a comedy and this is a dirty comedy. I like this. <laughs> but at first it was like, this is the greatest love story. I'm like, well, it's not really. I, I kind of can't believe that they let us read the come night, come civil night, that, that whole bit in school. <laughs> oh, joy. Uh, it still makes me laugh. It's so funny. It's so good. Uh, uh, so did, say, did you also, oh no, go ahead. I was going to ask you, because you've also done an extensive amount oh, yeah. of Shakespeare. Let's turn it around on you, interviewer. Oh my God. What was I your received. Um, well, I, uh, watched Much Do About Nothing on VHS. Over and over and um, over again. <laughs> the Branna, uh, 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 Emma Thompson version oh, over so and over and over again. So it's good. exquisite. Um, loved that. I was a big reader, loved language. So Shakespeare really, uh, rocked my, my boat. And then we did read Romeo and Juliet in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. And then I did a play 
called The Wit and Wisdom of Will's Women. Say that 10 times fast while drunk. Um, uh, with a company called Seaside Shakespeare. And they they needed a Juliet. It was an all, it was all these great female um, comedians and, and uh, classically trained artists. And uh, oh. it was an all-female show putting together like some of the greatest female characters in Shakespeare and like sort of in a sort of review style. It's really cool. And they needed a Juliet and I was 14, 15 and uh, I auditioned and I got it. And it, it uh, looking, it was atrocious. I, I not, not the show. <laughs> My performance was real bad. I had no clue what I was saying at all. And I remember this one moment where the director, uh, who was great, again, like everybody involved was great. I was just a 14-year-old idiot. But um, she was like, you know, because uh, I was doing the Wherefore Art Thou Romeo speech, and she was like, you know when you see a guy and he's got his shirt sleeves rolled up and his forearms are just so beefy? And I was like, no. <laughs> you mean But I Popeye? said yes at the time. Yeah. I was like, I was like I'm... 14. <laughs> so um, I think my reference points are probably a little different. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was a bumpy start. But um, and then, oh, speaking of not looking cool, uh, the, the school, the whole school came to see. Oh, of the course. Show yeah. Because wow. that, that makes and sense. it was required because it was required for English class. They came to see the show. And so then I it was weird. It was it was mortifying. Um not because it was a bad show, just because it's mortifying to be perceived by your peers at that age in any capacity. Mm -hmm. To hear the rest of this interview, subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash standbyforplacespod or follow the link on our website at standbyforplaces.com.